Hey everybody, Chris Rios here. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of Hammer Time. I'd like to stop before we get into it and let you know today's show is sponsored to you by Anchor. Anchor is the best way to get started with getting your voice heard on all platforms. If you ever had a hankering for podcasting, ever thought about getting into it yourself, well don't wait. Go to the Apple Store, go to Google Play and download the app today, people. Promise you won't regret you did it. Go check it out. Download it for free and start making money today on your voice with absolutely no minimum listeners. And guys, we're going to go ahead and get into the show. The first half uh, half hour or so is going to be our review on the second episode of HBO's Dallas Cowboys Hard Knocks. So if you don't want any spoilers, go ahead and skip 30 minutes deeper into the show. And uh, thank you again for tuning in. Be a friend, tell a friend, and uh, we'll see you in the winner circle. Everybody, welcome the fuck back. We are live and actually live in the motherfucking studio. Me and Jacob Velasquez are here and ready and back for action. It's preseason mode, not season two yet. It's preseason, heart of the preseason. And that being said, we're going to fucking go in like it's regular season because, Jacob, if you practice like you play, right? You talk like it's money. Your last diamond dollar is on everything. We don't hold back. Now is not the time to fuck around. No, this is the time where we fucking sh- shake up all the dust that we have for this summer. We haven't touched football in forever. Uh, we see what's going on. We see the trends. We catch those early birds of who's doing what, what players are out there. And we try to beat Vegas at their own game when they're still also shaking off the cobwebs. Yeah, I mean, that's very much true. And, uh, you know, I'd have to say we're only a week deep into the preseason, but it don't fucking feel like it. Everybody, if you have been tailing us in any way, if you've been hanging with the team, if you've been uh, following along with most valued picks, we've been raking it in, uh, to say the least. Um, Had my first $1,000 weekend of the NFL season, and it was week one of the preseason. Absolutely went ham. Um, talking about winning at 90 plus percent numbers that fucking get your dick hard as soon as you wake up in the morning. It's honestly just absolutely ridiculous. Um, the, the, the true definition of a heat check, but, uh, um, not getting checked up. So guys, we've got a lot of really great stuff for you today. Obviously we're going to dive into week two of the NFL preseason. We're going to pick it up and down the board and tell you what we're taking and, uh, and riding with, and honestly, at this point, if you're hearing this in any sense or any form or fashion, whether it be iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Google, you're only hurting yourself by not fucking riding along or at least following most valued picks and getting the residuals of our money because, guys, we are just absolutely raking it in. I mean, hell, if anything, me and Jacob have kind of accidentally become baseball connoisseurs as of recently. Oh, and, man. Uh, that, uh, me and Chris had a... Well, I don't know. Chris had a wonderful night. I had a wonderful night last Thursday with the uh, the Field of Dreams game. Oh, my God. It Holy was, shit. It Actually, good. yeah. You know, before we even dive into today's content, which, by the way, guys, this half of the show is going to be a Hard Knocks Episode 2 uh, recap. But before that, let's start you off with some with some feel goods, with some, some feely goods, you some know? real feel good. So we were out there. I was already... 2-0 and that night on NFL preseason games against the spread. 
uh, great start to the beginning of week one, the official week one. And we were watching, I'm watching some baseball games. I won some baseball games that night too. Had won the uh, first five of White Sox Yankees. And so we were watching the rest of the football games because the New England Patriots were playing. And not only was I caring about the spread, but I was also checking out my team to see how they were doing. We were watching this baseball game the entire night. And the White Sox had been dominating, clinching, and going well off until the last inning. All right, ninth inning, top of the ninth. Yankees, two homers. One a uh, two-run homer, another one a nice just straight-up single homer. Puts the Yankees in the lead by two. The Yankees pretty much, I want to say, went on a four-run uh, unanswered series. Top of the ninth. Top yeah. of the ninth. Yeah, two two two-run homers. It was two two-run homers. That's what I okay, that's what I thought. To take the lead by two. So you understand, this is the first time the Yankees have taken the lead the entire game. Sox have been dominating from the beginning. Well, after they took the lead, I look at Chris and said. I don't care about what's going on. White Sox are winning this game. And he's like, all right, whatever. I mean, he's kind of going off. I said, no, nah, I don't believe this. And I took off a live bet at plus 320 odds. Jesus Christ. All right. So once again, if I had put 100 bucks in, I would have won 300 live bet to say that the White Sox would win. Okay? I put that in. It gets dicey. Guy on first. Guy on second, strikeout, pop fly, two outs. Oh God! And then oh. the hit happens. Oh, Guy God. comes in, first swing. I really want to say, help, help, help. yeah. I mean, I, I, on a two out after a two out walk, Tim Anderson steps mm-hmm. up to the plate, two strikes, mm-hmm. and slaps an oppo into the mm-hmm. cornfield. Dude. Wasn't even doesn't even wait for the ball to land. He has that knocked out and he just starts walking like a G. Because he knows he fucking brought the game to its knees. He brought the fields of dreams. He brought my dreams alive that night. Just nailing, nailing this live bet. And dude, when that shit hit, we were in a, a sports bar. And dude, we started going ecstatic. Because this live bet that was random i pretty much all the money i had won that night on nfl bets i said i'm gonna slap that straight again onto this this live like this live uh live bet, not live probably but live bet and we walk out of that with our dick slinging just like heads held wide it was dude crazy. like did dick, dick slinging is honestly a fucking understatement that shit was nuts I, just personally guys again i really want to put it in perspective like like really think about that like he had taken it. He bet money live on a team, losing in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. The guy fucking literally flipped his money three and a half times over on a walk-off home run in one of the most special games of the of the Major League Baseball season. It was fucking incredible. It was an awesome ride. It honestly it set the tone for us going forward. And I think that juju kind of rubbed off on me and Connor, and uh, it definitely played off that way. Fucking awesome! Yeah, that unfortunately that was the height of my uh, my my thing. I went back and looked at my bets. Uh, I should have been positive throughout the day. I mean, I still was slightly positive by the end of the bets, but I did end up going uh, 500 on preseason against the spread. Uh, at the end of it all, I went seven and seven for week two. 
can't hate. Can't hate, but uh, the Jags, I me mean, thinking that was my should have been, should have been the lock of the week. Easily, but man, you know what really did save a lot of us, and especially me, was just like, was just fucking being adamant about the under and sticking to it. Hey, I know, yeah, Chris was raking in these uh, under teasers. Like, I should have jumped on them. I was. I was being said, I already put slams on every single against the spread that we talked about on the show last week. So I was like, I already put all this in. I'm writing how I went. Uh, like I said, in the end, I should have been positive with the way the bets went. But unfortunately, that, uh, that Jaguars bet just... Man, I mean, you really can't fucking... And again, like you said earlier, you know, we take that bet 10 times out of 10. I mean, fuck. I mean, who yeah. the hell expects the Browns with no starters to go off against two quarterbacks who are trying to prove themselves? It's just, it, it was it was bullshit, and uh, it's going to stay bullshit. Fuck you, Urban Meyer. Fuck yeah. you, Trevor Lawrence. Fuck you, Tim Tebow. This is why you got that, you bitch ass. Anyway. Jesus I'm Christ. Going no, I mean, it's, it, is what, it is what it is. It fucking is what it goddamn is. But, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Uh, fantastic feel-good moments. You know, we're kicking ass. Like I said in the last episode, stop fucking playing with us. Stop fucking playing with us. If you're hearing this in any form or fashion, good God. I'm dusting myself off, but just laid in against the spread bets. And I went 500. Okay. That's rusty. Rusty. Just walk, walk out the bed and don't lose money. Like, good God. That's, that truly is the difference between professional gamblers and, and people who are just uh, casual sports fans. Right. Like, because this shit is way different, guys. Again, we're not talking about who's going to win and lose the ball game, right? We're talking about the spread, the total. Shit where you just mathematically have a 40 to 45% chance of winning. And when you're talking about winning at an even rate, let alone a profitable rate, it just, it just honestly, I mean, it just makes you look like a fucking bitch if you can't put up. You know what I mean? Like, that's, you know, there's a reason they say people have gambling problems, but. You know, like me and Jacob have said before, you know, there's really no such thing as a gambling problem. There's just losing problems. You know, if, if you're a fucking loser, then you are what you are, right? Then people are going to start judging you. If you're a fucking winner, then your fucking dick is slinging fucking 12 inches long. And, you know, it's fucking honestly, you got to tuck it before you walk in the door. But guys, let's go ahead and get into it. Again, we're going to start this first part of the episode off with the Hard Knocks Episode 2 review. Me and Jacob actually just got done watching it, um, and there were some things to digest. Um, personally, I didn't think it was as eventful as the first episode, but I expected that. Um, a couple quick points of what it entailed, right? And again, if you don't want to, uh, you know, if you want to avoid any sort of spoilers, just go ahead and fast forward about 20, 25 minutes here, um, or 20 about 20 minutes, honestly. But, um, but yeah. So, a couple quick bullet points of what it is. They highlighted. Um, the Camara kid, that linebacker from the Ivory Coast, a little bit about his story, um, everything from a refuge to America and, you know, making himself a football player. Um, they touch, they highlight a little bit of CD lamb, um, give him a little bit of personality. Of course, the entire storyline is kind of bent around Dak Prescott, getting himself back into play this episode. He got back into actually throwing after of his, uh, after his, uh, small, very, very minor um, throwing uh, soreness, if you will. Um, but there are a number of different things here. You know, obviously it was kind of bent around the uh, the center focal point of story to kind of push it along with the Cardinals preseason game, um, which was, you know, a, a, a great win for you, Jacob. 
um no, i didn't really was, yeah it was a thank god i won that one that I, I mean I, I mean i took the owner as well i gave a fuck about the entire time but i mean other than that i mean i didn't feel like there was a ton of storyline driving like a lot of times during hard knocks i mean the first and the last episode are just the most ruthless um i guess again our perspectives being jacob a newbie to hard knocks me a veteran to hard knocks i have a little bit of more of what idea what to expect and how to kind of break it down and kind of digest it a bit but i'm really interested to hear what jacob has to say about how he interpreted it given that he's probably a lot more like you guys in the sense that um it's more like just read and react feel and play so jacob again trying to keep as much of the cowboys focus out of your lens as possible what did you think about hard knocks episode two so I was saying, Chris, I actually personally liked this episode a little bit better. Not a whole lot better. I still like it. I still have my quirks with this whole series. I just think from a director's standpoint, they're missing a lot of big opportunities and a lot of pieces in there that don't make sense. Like, why is this still in here when we still haven't touched it? For example, the biggest glaring one at the very end, well, not before the, before the very end, they highlight, again, this offensive tackle. I don't even know his name. He's a big dude. He's in the last episode. He's the guy who wanted to fucking eat the cake that was on the ground. Like, what the fuck? Why do you have him mic'd up just for this? Like this saying. The end. He's talking to this other uh, cardinal at the end, who's also seems to be. They both seem to be international football players, non-American. Uh, sounds obviously non-native-born Americans is what I'm trying to say. Grew up in like Europe or South America or somewhere else and come over here just for college or whatnot to play uh, football for the first time. And they have him at the end again and talking to him, but we have no clue what his life is like besides that. It's just a quick snippet, but they keep on bringing back to him. I'm like, all right, I want to know more. Clearly, he has a story. Clearly, he has a background, but we're not getting anything out of it. Y'all just throw him in there like, oh, by the way, this guy's here. And then back to the main, whatever main story they're choosing for that day. Um, but yeah, I like the Kamara kid. I like some of the things of the practice. I love seeing the joint practices between uh, the Rams and uh, the Cowboys uh, for two reasons. One, I got to see freaking 99 just demolish people. Oh, eat them up. Darnold was just beast. And second, we got a little viewpoint of uh, Matthew Stafford just throwing dimes and just lighting it up. I like. I can't wait for these two like storylines to go back later on. So like I said, some of my favorite parts are non-cowboy moments but i thought they do a, a great job this time of really looking at the preseason game and following a player and breaking down their plays and their contributions whether or not they did well or you know they caused it to suffer even uh ben denucci looking up the backward backup quarterback and his drive and the mindset going on through him the entire time i thought since they felt they found side characters here in this episode that really developed on pushed on and had a much more compelling story than once again. Okay, is Dak gonna play or not? Is oh, yeah. he gonna throw like like no, that? That that was the thing that was like pissing me off. There wasn't enough, not enough side characters. There's not. There was focusing too much on the main people who weren't doing anything. This time we focused on people who were actually doing things. And speaking of side characters, by by far my favorite had to have been the defensive line coach or the linebackers coach, that Dure guy. Boy, right? Uh, right. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, yo, we call him Ted Lasso. No, call him Ted Lasso. Call him Ted Lasso. I mean, a fucking black, fucking linebacker, 
British guy. London, UK. Apparently, he played five years in NFL Europe. I mean, I don't know how much you remember of that shit, but I remember. Do you remember the old Madden games where you get to play with the like the Amsterdam Admirals? The fucking uh, what the fuck shit are you talking about? Like this no, sounds so made up. You're, I know it sounds way, made up. Hold on, hold on to the point of admirals. I'm gonna have a side conversation about this. I'm gonna talk about admirals later on too. Okay, but like no, like that shit was crazy. I mean, it wasn't along for very long, uh, uh, around for very long, but it was still really inter- It was it was interesting to say the least. They didn't really show it on TV, but they showed it on the NFL Network sometimes. But that's something they should have put on TV. That should have been like the summer. Like, summer I feel like that'd have been a bigger deal now. Yeah. like Okay, let's watch these guys play in the summer when there's no football. Let's just watch these fucking European guys play football. Like, I think that'd be really cool. And then you see some, like, players sure. who are like, oh, fuck, I don't want to, like, play in this league anymore. Like, oh, they got cut. They just go to the European league and just, like, dominate against a bunch of Europeans. Right. Could you imagine fucking, like... Like, uh, Cam Newton's, like, like, right now, like, if he doesn't make it to the Patriots, ah, oh, man, I'm going to take my lane uh, right. to Amsterdam. Tim Tebow, starting quarterback for Berlin. Motherfucker just lighting it up. No, but like really though, I mean, I, I found him to be one of the most interesting. Uh, apparently, the guys really, really respect him. Seems to be a pretty big players uh, coach type guy, young, unique, interesting. Uh, you know, uh, big motor type guy, a lot of energy. I loved it. It was interesting to, to watch. But update on the biggest aspect of Hard Knocks that I can't seem to shake, and it's keeping me from enjoying it. Honestly, Jacob. Drink. I no, it's the fact that Mike McCarthy is a bitch. Honestly, here's also what made a good thing. I was he's a bitch. Dude. There was not a lot of Mike McCarthy, and that's okay. I'm fine that's with that, but, but but that's probably what sucks. Like, probably for good reason. I feel like maybe when they're editing the show, they're like, man, fuck, he looks fucking lame here. He looks fucking lame here. The Cut that part his, out. His motivational speech at the beginning was trash. It was oh god, awful. I'm like. Terrible. Who the fuck is getting hyped to this this type of Nobody. thing? Nobody. Like I said, listen. Once again, I don't like these things, and I go back to the same idea. Dan Quinn, Chris, get ready for it. In two years, Dan Quinn will be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I'd be okay with that. Like I know, I know that sounds like, like I know, like like aesthetically, that sounds terrible because, like you know, the whole Falcons thing. But it's not like that team was bad. Dan Quinn's got more success in the NFL than like Jason Garrett has i mean technically mike mccarthy has more but only literally how are you on the coattails of fucking aaron Rodgers? like if anything he's criticized because they didn't win more super bowls remember that that's I me mean, i think that's a paradox i mean the reason why yeah he got kind of run out yeah they're criticized for that so like dan quinn i mean dude he's a he's just he's really cool like fuck like my opinion about dan quinn like dan quinn stock way up my mccarthy stock way down Right, like it's just fuck, man. I just don't see him fucking like. I just don't see him locking eyes with Dak and then winking in the fourth quarter with two minutes left and being like, "You know the play, yeah, you know the play." I see Dan Quinn doing that. I see Dan Quinn doing that with Michael Parsons. Like, hey, I got you, and he's just like, "I got you, coach." Assumes the position, starts getting down on their knees, sucking the ball and choking. Classic. Classic Cowboys, classic. Look, as long as they're as long as they're choking in the Super Bowl, I think that's a good start. <laughs> I'll live with that. I can work with that. I can move from there. But uh, but other than that, I mean, uh, I, I think you brought it up earlier though, Jacob. Then you then you said that you kind of found uh, some intrigue in the whole CD Lamb highlight. Yeah, I did like CD. Listen, I'm personally is the one Cowboy. 
I'm actually okay with because I know eventually you might get traded. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking out for good prospects. But no, CeeDee Lamb, I, I think, has a lot of potential. They dish a lot of his personality. It's kind of weird and still like they that. Okay, I was going to bring back that side comment real quick. I'm going to bring up the things I hated. Uh, I wish they, once again, figure more on the wide receiver core and see some of these other wide receivers. Especially, like, yeah, CeeDee Lamb is going to be eventually the wide receiver. He is wide receiver number three. Arguably wide receiver number two. You can make the comment. Um, no, yeah, he's already number two. Is he already number two? Over he's, I mean, Gallup? I, him and Gallup are probably just even because of talent, and potential, experience. and along with current accolades. Because Gallup has put up. He's had thousand-yard seasons already. And, uh, I mean, but 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 Gallup is like an ex-receiver. Right. But, like, kind of the same thing. I would like to see fucking C.D. Lamb put up against all these other wide receivers. Like, how does Betray? What is the relationship between them? How are they like a fight for like, like where the fuck is michael gallup exactly i was, i barely saw amari cooper at the end during the cardinals game it's the first time i saw fucking cooper we haven't seen gallup at all cooper is boring though cooper cooper notoriously has no swag and i've brought I, that up cowboys twitter has eaten me up about that but i'm like guys why are you getting so emotional like just because he has no swag doesn't mean he's not a good fucking football player i never said that like a guy can be boring as fuck, you know what I mean? Just at the same thing, at the same time when I call somebody a pussy or a bitch in public, they're like, "Oh, but he's a nice guy." It's like, dude, that ain't got a goddamn thing with him being a pussy. Like a guy can be they're a not very mutually exclusive. They're the two facts can coexist, guys. It's just that's like, why does like one thing does not have to negate the other? Two wrongs do make a right. On the cool, they really do sometimes. Anyway, but going back to the thing, bullshit that I cannot stand with from this episode. I would say this. Late on. Chris told me, like, oh, none of this stuff is staged. Bullshit. There's a lot of stuff that I felt was staged with. Like, once again, first fucking Zeke's baby powder thing in the beginning. What the fuck? No one needs to hear Bro, me. Zeke is borderline retarded. That's okay. Zeke, okay, this thing. And then two, the fucking chess match. Okay. Ben DiNucci that was and Mike quirky. Parsons. That what was the staged. Fuck? You know they ain't playing chess. I can gar- I can guarantee that that's fair because I can guarantee to you, Micah Parsons is not eager to start playing chess. Bro, I'm surprised Micah Parsons even knows how to play chess. Like honestly, that shit was a hate crime because you said you see Danucci like lead him on and like let him in the game. Yeah, you see how the game was like close at the end, dude, bro. Like, he was teasing him the whole dude, time. Dude, dude. You know Danucci was like teasing. That's me him. playing like any like middle school kid who thinks they're shit in chess. They're like, oh, Mister, you play chess? I'm like. I played right. a couple of times. Just let them eat you a couple of times. And I fucking just wreck them. Bop, 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 and they don't think like, it, it's just like, it's just, that was just dumb. I mean, I guess I see where they were going with it to an extent. Where no, like, that was just dumb. Like, they're both PA guys. And, uh, you know, Danucci from Pitt, obviously. And then Micah Parsons. Low-key was racist. Ben, Penn State. It Low was kind of racist. It was racist. I'm call, I don't say shit's racist a lot. In the most entertaining <laughs> fashion, though. <laughs> the most classy way possible. It was, most, it was classy racism. That's, that's what we call uh, what's it called? What's it called? Institutional racism, right? Oh, there. <laughs> sesame straight on your ass, bitch. What's the word of the day? Uh, but no, but I mean, yeah, I, uh, I mean, shout I, out I, TFA for teaching me pointless shit. You know, one of the things I really didn't even know really until this morning was that like the Hard Knocks miniseries, if you will, is only going to be what five, six episodes. So there's not really not much left, but there's only so much content you can even produce, right? I'm kind of interested to see how um, the episodes go where Dak actually plays. Um, we're gonna—it's gonna be really interesting to see 
how they portray it all. Um, if Dak actually plays this coming weekend against the Texans, which would be the best option because the Texans suck ass. Just from the idea of not getting injured. I mean, yeah, there's nobody in there. I would go, wow, they're gonna fucking just. They could potentially hurt Dak. So I mean, I'm not really too worried about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, and overall, I mean, kind of again, Dak stock up, Mike McCarthy stock down, um, fucking Quinn stock up. And uh, Ted Lasso stock, way up. Ted Lasso stock, way, way up. Yeah, man. And, uh, but yeah, overall, though, I'm, I'm excited to watch the rest of the series play out. Um, it's going to be really fun. Um, at the very least, it's cool to just get a refresher on some of these young players because a lot of them are very, very young and very new. Um, obviously, the defense has been flipped up on its fucking end. And uh, the offense is, uh, is, a, is, a, is a movie that everybody's watched at least once. So, It'll be interesting to watch it play out. Um, before, I guess before we move on to the second part of the show, Jacob, and start talking about our picks, is there anything about Hard Knocks that you want to see them do more specifically to end it out? Like, like don't, don't, without saying just like those smaller storylines, but is there any storyline in particular? Like, is there anything you want to see more of or less of? Dude, who the fuck is this lineman you keep on showing us about? Like, give it to me or not. You're, stop teasing this bullshit. Like, have him or don't have him. Make up your damn mind of what we're doing. I'm tired. I, I hate when you have these side characters. They almost fucking like show. That, that's my one storyline that that's been shown so far. But of actual Cowboys players, storyline that I personally want to see. Oh, man. I really. Where's Blake Jarwin? Where the fuck Where's is Blake, Blake Jarwin? Jarwin? Dude, we're talking about injury players who like are on the comeback. Oh, by the way, well. his name is Isaac. Alacron. 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 The Scorpion. Alacron. <laughs> Trippy. But yeah, I'm oh, sorry. But yeah, where the fuck is Blake Jarwin? Alright, that, that's my take. That's the storyline I want to see. Bro, where the fuck is he? I'm gonna, seriously, though, like dead ass. That's a dead ass question. Is he going to, like, do we hear no reports about the guy? Is he even going to play? Dude, that's, that, that's my take. Where the fuck is Blake Jarwin? God fucking damn. Blake Jarwin, MIA. Where you at? If you're hearing this, Blake, hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rio Studden. Guys, if you have anything else you want us to talk about or any points that you have about Hard Knocks, anything you thought was really, really cool, anything you really, really hated, let me know. I'm interested to find out what other Cowboys fans or other NFL fans in general think. But guys, other than that, we're going to go ahead and move on to our bread and butter. We're going to move on to the betting half of the show. So stick with us after this break, and we are going to fucking make money. Today's show was brought to you in part by Wild Acre Brewing Company, one of Fort Worth's very own, some of the best in the game. For if you got a hankering for any type of beer, they've got it for you. Wild Acre Brewing Company, go check them out. Tell them the Hammer Time Show sent you. Also, today's show is brought to you by our partners over at Most Valued Picks. Guys, if you love to get your action on these games, are you tired of losing? Again, like we said, there's no such thing as a gambling problem. There's only a losing problem, right? Stop going in blind. Get the professionals behind your back. Guys, beyond what we have even here at the show, exponential resources. Hit them up today, people. Let them know that the show sent you. Get your free day pass at Most Valued Picks on Instagram. Message them. Tell them that Chris sent you. And get your free day pass 
today. Again, at most valued picks on Instagram. Also, our last sponsor today of the evening is going to be Let's just talk about the show we've been telling you about for a long time. If you're behind the eight ball, go ahead and fucking get to the front and get on board. Let's just talk about it as a hilarious show hosted by Tony Lopez and Jeffrey Burtis, also available on all platforms. Go check those guys out. They could turn they could turn paint drying interesting. Trust me. They've got it going on. They're a must listen. They're a part of the Hammer Time family. Go check them out. Again, that is Let's Just Talk About on all platforms. Now, guys, without any hesitation, let's get back in today's show. Me and Jacob are going to be diving in on what the fuck you need to know to make money. Week 2 NFL preseason. All right, everybody. We're fucking diving right the fuck into it. Head first, balls deep, dick swollen. That's right. We're the picks part of the show. Jacob Velasquez and Chris Rios in the motherfucking mix. Hammer time like no other. Week two of the NFL preseason. We're kicking it off literally as recently as tomorrow. And guys, we're recording here live on August the 18th on a Wednesday. By the time you listen to this, it should be at least the morning of game day. Tomorrow, there is only one NFL game uh, shit, Jacob, you want to do the honors of to go ahead and tee it yeah, up for us? it's the only NFL game that matters. Come on. It's the New England Patriots versus the Jesus. Eagles. It's a replay of Super Bowl 52. Everyone wants to watch this. It's going to be great. I'm joking. This is bullshit. It's preseason. Uh, but it's it'll, still the Patriots. It'll be fun to look at. It'll be fun to look at. I mean, good storylines. Again, once again, we're still seeing the struggle of who is quarterback one for the New England Patriots. That is still the prevailing scenario going on. Right now, it's Matt Jones versus Cam Newton. And the problem is, is both quarterbacks are doing good. It's coming out of the of the tops. The problem is, is that people are saying Matt Jones just looks more comfortable than the traditional Patriots offense. Right? The classic thing we saw with Tom Brady that led to the success of the dynasty. That offense, Matt Jones is just doing really, really well. In. They're both doing good. But Cam is a different style quarterback, and they really haven't developed a playbook around Cam is one of the issues. So, in a sense, Cam isn't set up for success, in my opinion, this going in, and Mac Jones is. But I still think it's too early to rush Mac Jones, personally, as a Patriots fan. So because of that, I think Bill Belichick understands that, too, as well. We're going to see this quarterback, like, in a sense, battle run its course with this. However, though... Patriots are still stifled injuries. Almost all of our tight ends are out at this point. Is uh, you know, I, um, I don't, I don't know how much you saw of that Eagles Steelers game, but I kind of agree with Tone Diggs and what he said after that steal. I the Steelers took the tick to town on the Eagles, and it was not that the Steelers did well, but the Eagles defense is just that bad. I really do see it being that bad. Do you really see Jalen Hurts? It's been doing pretty well he's not gonna play a ton dude that's not that's not even like we can't rely we can't rely on that we're totally like a real football game maybe i am maybe i'm thinking what's the total on this it's the total is over 38 and a half jesus christ it's a high 38 and a half all right guys you already know where i'm going with this one under as fuck look anything 37 and a half or over you take the under that, that's going to be my policy for the entire week two of NFL preseason. If it's 34, take, 
Don't even touch it. Maybe you take the over. 37 and a half or higher. 38 is the money line, magic line. 38, that's three. That's five touchdowns and a field goal. If you can get that, take the under on it. I don't give a fuck who is playing. I like the Patriots because I really, really think this Eagles defense and their and the coaches on the defensive side of the ball are just absolute trash. It's going to be bad. That Patriots team looks hype. Did you see how the fuck they looked after that return touchdown? Oh, dude. Everybody was fucking zoning, dude. Everybody was into that shit. These guys are on the up and up. They they are like a real. There's just a camaraderie and a and a a a, 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 a swagger about this Patriots team that I've never seen them have because they were a completely different squad, different quarterback, different empire, whole different dynasty feel. They just look like a completely different team that's embracing the whole Patriots way, if you will. But, man, I don't know. I mean, of course, it's a preseason game. It's hard to take these spread calls, right? There's a reason that the spreads are so small. But you got to give me the Patriots in this. They're going to absolutely rail the, the Eagles. Yeah. If anything, sell points. I think the Eagles might fucking lose by, like, 10. Damn it, Chris. Okay. I'll, if, you were, if, you're a follow, if you were followed along constantly and you heard our last time episode, last time I was going with the Washington Redskins originally against the spread because yep. i was like oh yep. man yep. i'm i'm very pessimistic about my team going into this I, you're also dick I, hard about chase young oh uh, dude i am dick hard about chase young Everyone's he's fucking like, the monster dude he's, i've been i've been preaching him for years dude i'm telling you he's I, fucking cold but before this whole show i took chris my take is gonna be uh, <laughs> i'm gonna take the eagles the boys the eagles. and like damn it chris is fucking like motivated me as a patriot again <laughs> Just to like, fuck it, we're going. Oh, you run through a brick wall, baby. Let's I'm about to run through a brick wall. Fucking just put me in as dude, tight they, end. They do got I, swagger, I can dude. block better than Tim Tebow. They got put swag. Put me in as a tight end. Dude, everybody on that fucking bench was like hauling ass on the sideline. Exactly. They were fucking you're, into you're, it. You're, they were absolutely in. They were right, in They wanted to win the game. They do. I like said that's... I, I can't oh. say that for every team. You can't say that for every team. <laughs> Damn, dude. Oh. Like... God. All right, fuck yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Patriots in the spread. Let's ride the Patriots. Patriots, dude. Patriots in the God, I hate Pat- myself. Patriots in I the under. I hate myself world. doing this. because Patriots just, in the under. Lock it in. I, I can't. I, I hate let's myself. Let's lock I'm it, baby. All right, let's move on to Friday. What do we got, Jacob? All right, Friday, so we got two games. Let's start off first. We got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Arizona Cardinals. Minus in two and a half for the Chiefs. Uh, Last time we saw the Chiefs were the favorites. They end up actually, I can't remember what what was the score, Chris. We go look up while we're talking about this between them and the Bengals last time. Chiefs played the Bengals. Uh, it was like plus six and a half for the Bengals. I took that. I think it was a lock because I think the Bengals were either pretty much tied or they won the game. Um, I'm not 100 sure about that. But with that same mindset, the Chiefs once again they're not playing for anyone. Their their roster is pretty much already set in stone. This is a team that's not really looking to change anything. They're playing with people are playing for either like to be looked on for other teams potentially to look on the waiver wires or for like practice squad. So because of that, I kind of want to take the Cardinals again, just like last time, and give them Cardinals plus positive points plus two and a half. I kind of like that idea of taking that plus two and a half. Oh, that was a different game. Chiefs and Niners. Oh no, no I take that wrong. I took the Niners last time. They lost. Ooh, this changes my mindset now about this. Chiefs were the favorite. And Chiefs won last time. Chiefs are favored again. What's your take on this, Chris? I was thinking of a different game. Man, dude, fuck it. No, give me the Cardinals, dude. I mean, again, I just love the idea of fading a team that I think would win in the regular season. 
I mean, I, I still don't see Patrick Mahomes playing. Uh, if 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 so, a drive, not even a quarter, but a drive. No, he's not playing until week three. In there, that. there you go. And the Cardinals, I mean, their their backups proved that they can fucking do at least something, and at least kind of want to fucking play. Or pay off the refs to allow home but calls. If like it, but it. but seriously, I hate to be boring again here, but. Bro, the over under on this one is forty one. Oh, that's so stupid. That that is that is so high. That is so stupid. That's an NFL game over under. Like I can see Kansas City Chiefs versus Cardinals. Do they, ex- do they expect Kyle? Do they, look, I mean, do be do your due diligence because obviously we're talking about this days in advance. But if you if you read that Kyler Murray is playing the whole fucking first half, then like sure, sure. But even then, that just proves that the Cardinals are a lot. The Cardinals are far more likely to play their starters than the Chiefs are to play theirs. That all being said, give me the Cardinals and the under all goddamn day. If anything, we're going to go through these games here. I'm going to hammer an under teaser. This is on the block for biggest oh, lock of the week. For real. Because like, teasing team. this? Really get teasing 50. that? They get under 50. Bro, under that you think it's gonna be 25 25 dude give me that shit all goddamn day i agree with you i'm gonna go with this i was like i was gonna write cardinals regardless look at that uh that's high. Was just like yeah i like i like so far this is that's the highest under i see i'm definitely higher heading that under as well that's kind of ridiculous got to you got to what do we got next all right next up we got Bengals versus the washington football team Bengals plus four and a half washington team minus four and a half this is one of the things I'm going to take the Washington football team in this, in this situation. Bengals looked really, really good against the second string of the Buccaneers, where most of the times you were seeing Joey Burrow get his way back into there and working his way with, uh, what is it? Who is the wide receiver they got that he used to throw to from LSU? Oh, Shamar Chase. Shamar Chase. They're still struggling, it seems like, to get a real connection and him adapting to the NFL. You see, I really wouldn't mind taking the Bengals in a spot. I mean, they were six-point dogs against the Bucks, and they but, won outright. It's true. They won outright against that, but once again, the Bucks were playing no, but literally nobody. Do you see how many, do you know how many turnovers that defense got? Yeah, but once again, you're playing Washington, actual Washington. Like, Fitz Magic's going to be out there for a little bit again, just like he was against the Patriots. Chase Claypool's going out there. <laughs> Think about how ridiculously low that total is, though. Uh, that's a low total, which is scary because I feel like it's gonna get higher than that one. I do not want to touch this under. Oh, uh, I would not want to take. Yeah, I just have a heart. I, I can't take the over on anything in confidence. For me, it's the under or nothing. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 I gotta take Washington on this one. I'm going. I think. I, I thought that, that those backups on the Bengals defense look impressive. Um. Joey Burrow is probably going to get a little bit more reps. They need they're they're going to get Jamar Chase in there by default. They're going to force feed him. Um, but I just man, I, I just love I four points is a lot too though. Is a lot. If you were to tease it and get Bengals plus eleven, ooh, that'd be nice. Or or Washington plus one. No Washington plus three. Maybe plus three. Ooh, that sounds nice. Give me the Bengals. I'm sorry. I'm at the disagree. Uh, I'm going against the Chris. I'm going to take Washington. All right. Probably not going to bet this game, but. Yeah, it just, it just, it's, it looks ugly. It just looks ugly. All right, let's see here. And next we have the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills on the road in Chicago. Justin oh, Fields like, Justin Fields looks Trubisky fantastic. revenge game. Trubisky, Trubisky revenge, revenge game. game. 
God, guys. You know, this is our... If we had an opportunity to boost odds, I would boost the Bills. I would boost the Bills. I would boost the Bills. Oh, my God. Bills plus four in Chicago. Let's see. What's the total? 38. It's pretty average. Falls under my fucking... Under my rule of taking the under, so we'll consider it. I would not take this under, Chris. I feel like this game is... Man. Revenge game. Trubisky's coming back. Second string quarterback going in Mitch the bitch Trubisky. He knows the defense. He knows their plays, and he's playing against the second-string version Justin of that. Justin Fuckboy Fields. God I mean, Justin Fuckboy Fields is going to light it up, too. But you give me plus points for the Look, Bills. If they give if they give Justin Fields an entire half to play with like they did last time, they gave him the second and third quarter. Which I feel they'll do with Trubisky as well. Trubisky is going to be if Justin plays that if, play. just, if Justin plays that much again, give me the Bears, but... Do you think do you really think any part of Mitch is gonna be motivated to come back and whoop that ass? Dude, would you not become motivated what what whoop that ass too? If you had the opportunity. Team that dumps you. Okay guys, look, I hate I hate to do this. I hate I hate to be a bitch about it, but look. This is gonna be one of those things you're just gonna have to take a look at the lineups beforehand, read read an article and see how much time they're gonna each get. Obviously, look, if 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 Justin gets two quarters like he did last time, it's bears all day. Give it to me, bear dot. But but as it currently stands, without that assumption, give me Mitch the bitch revenge game. I don't know what you guys listen to. Fuck Chris and his look at his dad, look at beforehand, blah, 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 do your research. Fuck that. This is crazy. <laughs> give me the bills. Give me the fucking <laughs> bills. Right, this is preseason. We don't do research oh for this. This is the gut decision. Look at it face value, knowing what's going on. Give me the bills. Love it. I fucking, fucking love bills. it. Let's move on. What do we got? Now we actually got Jets versus Packers. Under as fuck. Jets aren't scoring shit. Hey, like I said, last <laughs> week, my straight up lock of the week was, was Jets, lock. Giants, under that shit was ridiculous so bad now i doubt we're gonna see any aaron Rodgers here nope so jordan, jordan, love. jordan love proved to be just as ass as advertised um and i just don't see the jets really necessarily doing much more than that but ironically enough give me the jets in this game you're gonna take the jets in this one well yeah because they're gonna do they're they're gonna force fucking feed or force serve if you will um zach wilson that Jets team, bro, they fucking might as well just play their whole stars the whole damn time. They really do need the help, but like Packers aren't doing anything to jeopardize a thing. Nope. And the Jets, even after playing that fucking baseball game that they played last week against the Giants, <laughs> they um, it basically was a baseball game. And Shit, uh, I think the Reds got some more points. Dead ass, they did. <laughs> give me, the, give me the Jets in this. I mean, fuck. Like, obviously, two points feels kind of silly to take, but like. Jets money line. Give yourself plus I, odds. I, I'm gonna fade. I like it. I, I, I give me give me the plus the Packers. Give me the plus points. But I'm not touching this game. I'm not gonna put this on my slate. Oh, the Jets are the favorite. I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah Jets yeah, are the favorite. That's yeah. What oh yeah, Jets. Yeah, dude, Jets. Ah, uh, no, give me the Packers. J E T U. All right, moving on. Next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons versus the Miami Dolphins. Minus five for the Dolphins. Oh Christ! I yeah, like the, this. the Falcons looked. Bad. Terrible. Bad. God, I don't know why he took it. That was a dumbass decision. And Tua didn't look awful. His just red zone efficiency was next to zero. But it didn't matter because that secondary, that second string, put in the work, actually. 
Yeah, man, fucking goddamn. This yeah. game. I, I gotta take. I gotta so take the Dolphins. Silly. I hate it. 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 I'm taking the Dolphins. Hell yeah. I'm actually. This is one of my teams I will I will be playing. Tonight. Yeah, I'm right. I've got to re got to reboot the Dolphins, man. I need, I need to see them do well. Tua needs to have something to lay his hat on. Uh, all right, let's see here. Moving on, we got the Ravens on the road, favorites against the home dog Carolina Panthers. Looks like we didn't see any Sam Darnold last week, but we should this time. And because of that, I am willing to go ahead and take the Panthers. They did look really efficient against the Colts. Now, there was a bit of a collapse oh, late in the game, but the team looked good. The defense looked efficient, and that was and they were playing with that K.J. Waller guy. He, he played in the AFL um, in the, or the AAF, that bullshit. But uh, they played really well with a bullshit quarterback, and 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 fucking Terrace Marshall Jr. looks like a stud. Uh, fucking, uh, fucking, what's his name again? The running back. Oh Jesus Christ! Oklahoma Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State. Bubba. um, Chubba Hubba. Chubba Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard. He looks big on him. Big on Terrace Marshall Jr. I think with Sam Darnold there, it's gonna be great. I love the Panthers in this spot. Love it. I'm going to agree with you, Chris, just because the Ravens have been on an undefeated streak on preseason games. It's got to end. It's got to end somewhere. Why not the Panthers? Why not this game? All right. So I feel like we're going to see the Panthers uh, dominate for this game at plus three. Uh, not not in my lock of the week yet to, uh, you know, our hammer time lock of the week just to hammer it. Not yet there. Uh, moving on, though, we're going to move on to a gritty game. We got the Detroit Lions versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers so far have won all their games against the spread. And Lions, I mean, the Lions look like the Lions. I was kind of hoping for a little bit more from them to see this last game. Wasn't 100% thrilled from what I saw. Uh, Once again, this is also preseason, so it's really that much. But I like this under Chris of 37 and a half between a Steelers defense that's done good an offense that really can't do shit, and then the Lions, who are the Lions. Oh, yeah, I love that a ton. I mean, fuck. I mean, the, the Bills gave them every chance to fucking score that last game, and honestly, it took a – it, you know, obviously, <laughs> barring a miracle, right? I mean, they, the under was a lock the entire time. Steelers, they looked good because they were playing the Eagles to an extent. But, I just, man. I don't uh, like this game against the spread. I don't like it at all. I mean, honestly, if I'm going to take anything, I'm teasing the Lions. Like, I will take the Lions. I think I'm going to take the Lions, but I'd rather... I'm going to bet probably the under on this game. Yeah, I'm going to... I, I'm gonna, I, like oh, yeah, I, I love the under. This game looks textbook boring. Like, this game screams field goals to me. And that being said, I mean, just math-wise, I'm going to force to take the Lions here. Did the Steelers cut their kicker or their backup kicker? I think it's one of the first that's already in that they, first spot. If they did not, then they should have. It that was, was just trash. Off. Horrid, absolutely horrid. It was terrible. Let's see here. What else do we got? Oh, this is... Let's, this pick em game. This is a pick em game that I think would love to see in the regular season. Love to see in the regular season. Oh, Tennessee that. Titans versus the Tampa Buccaneers. This just sounds like a good game overall. Um, pick em game, low over under. Expecting a low scoring game. I, I say give me the Titans plus one at this point. So, in other words, give, give me Titans money line. Titans money line. The Titans money line. I like that a lot in this game. Once again, the Buccaneers lost to the Bengals by not playing anyone. Brady's definitely not playing again. So, you know, all the big starters are out again. 
Titans, we know, I think they're going to see a little bit more of uh, Julio Jones and uh, Ryan Tannehill try to get some connections out there for us, a real team. So I think you might see a little advantage of the Tennessee Titans. Am I the only one that found it kind of interesting how much they, the, the Bucks played their starters like on defense? Like, there was a lot of turnovers in that ball game. I think they had like five turnovers as a defense in that mm-hmm. game. The Titans, I don't I really Titans dominated the Falcons, but once again they played against a really, really shitty Falcons. Super shitty. Super shitty. They were the highest I'm not gonna it was the highest score differential in the I'm not gonna let that fuck with my brain. But defense travels and defense is something that I feel like can be coached even by accident. I'm riding with the Bucks in a pick'em in a pick'em game. This is a pick'em game. Pick'em game. Literally, the spread's non-existent. It's, it's it probably it's probably gonna move. I mean, definitely, I would still take the minus one regardless. It's better odds. So, by the way, if you're taking the Bucks, take minus one. If you're taking the Titans, you take money line. That's that's the rule for this game. Easily. easily. Uh, I'm taking Titans though. I I just see them. That's all right. No, I just I mean, see them it's, a little better. It's, I, it's, they have a little more to improve and figure and figure yeah. out. Yeah, I can't really fucking be extra confident by anything. It's bucks by a hair to me. Then we um, got your team, Chris. You want to start this one? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep, we got the Dallas Cowboys coming back home. Dak Prescott hopefully is going to at least play a drive here at home. Minus four against the bullshit Houston Texans. Now, the Houston Texans are an absolute shit show, dumpster fire from top to bottom. They would be absolutely insane to play Deshaun Watson. Um, I highly doubt they're going to get anything out of him. There's not a single weapon there. If anything, they should just give all of their reps to that Miles Davis kid. Now, four points is a lot, especially for a team who hasn't won a game yet. They were close in the last one, but they've been uh, they've been grinding every single game out, it looks like. Hopefully turning the corner for the better. Uh, everything about this, honestly, I feel like, I know, I know this is gonna sound dumb. I mean, everything here screams Cowboys because I, the Texans, have literally not a goddamn thing going for them. I don't see effort. I don't see personnel. I don't see good coaching. Like there's, I can't see a positive anything in the slightest pro Texans unless you're in, unless your entire argument is based on the fact that they are playing guys with a star on their helmet. Like if that is your only argument for the Texans, then I don't know what to tell you. I'm taking the Cowboys. I just have one phrase to say for this one. Lock of the week. Oh, God. Lock of the week. Oh, God. Cowboys against the spread. Lock of the week, baby. This, this one is the game. I think that's no that. Like I said, Cowboys want it. Just watching Hard Knocks and just seeing them getting their asses handed them twice now. Wanting the game that they were leading. They were winning the Hall of Fame game. And they were took the lead back in a beautiful, beautiful drive going through for the uh, game against the Cardinals. They should have won, to be honest. They really should have won or, at least, or tied that game. But because they didn't, oh, my God. I Cowboys Cowboys are itching for that win. And they're going up to a really, 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 really just shitty team. Not even a shitty, a shitty franchise, okay? It's not just a shitty team. It's a shitty franchise. Straight up. And so it, it's a lot. Take the Cowboys. Take the spread. Minus four. You got this. this no, but dead ass. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, there's not no. a goddamn thing there's no, positive. There's Texans. nothing good about the Texans at all, you can say. Nothing's positive whatsoever. No, give me the Cowboys. Mile of the week. Yep. Calling it now. Roll it on. Roll it on. All right, moving on. I'm seeing rolling on. We got Colts versus Vikings. Okay? 
Colts are plus two and a half after an extremely close game. Vikings, once again, I don't think Vikings have much to prove. They really didn't show any effort last game. Easy. That that Broncos-Vikings game, easy, easy dub. Calling the Broncos against the spread. I'm going to go again and fade fade the Vikings and take Colts. Plus two and a half. Give me plus points. Give me the Colts. I feel like more to prove, especially to those quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely running. I'm definitely running it back with the Colts. I mean, the Vikings look like absolute horse shit last week against the Broncos on both sides of the ball, even special teams. The Colts show a little bit of fire with a comeback win. Both their quarterbacks absolutely fighting. Jacob Eason didn't look terrible. Sam Ellinger didn't look awful. This week, they're going to, if I recall correctly, they're going to flip the roles. Ellinger's going to start. Eason's going to back up the second half. Um, they have a duel going on. They have a real battle going on. They have everything there inside for them to actually play that shit out. Um, and, of course, they have, a, they have a variety of young studded running backs that are also trying to get some work in, too. And I will say this. And that Wilkins I, guy who got that taunting penalty. Uh, <laughs> that was bullshit. Stupid. So fucking bullshit. That's for another episode. We got to talk about that. Oh, but yeah, but give me, the, uh, give me the Colts. I'm just going to say this also. Colts have the most positive quarterback competition you can have in the NFL. They're actively fighting for the number two spot. Uh, you already know who your number one is. You're not fighting for number one. You have an active battle for number two because the potential number two could potentially start for a little bit. But also, this just makes them look good. If any good quarterback knows, if I have any chance to shine, a chance to be the number one for even a brief moment, that could mean some team out there might be wanting to trade for me. The quarterback goes down. They're not really showing their number two. I have a chance to get traded or uh, sign a good deal as a free agency or whatever needs to go on. It, it's everything's riding for the Colts and their offense and their team to do well. All right, so giving them the plus points. Next, we got the Raiders versus the Rams. This is the biggest spread I think we've seen for the oh night. Oh, Lord. You know, plus, point. I got to give me the right. If you're giving me that large of a spread, I got to take the Rams. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders did play amazing, though. They did. I, I went back and watched that game against the Seahawks. They looked fantastic. I don't even know who won that game. I, I, I no, yeah, the, that the game. Raiders dominated, but, but goddamn, a whole touchdown. A whole this touchdown. Is, this is this is a trap game that's meant to eat rookies alive, without a single lick of logic. Give me a touchdown in our preseason game. Yeah, give like, me a touchdown. Give, give me the give me the Rams. Like this is just dumb. Like this I, is this is dumb. Yeah, I mean you don't even have to fucking know. I mean honestly, but like I mean if you're trying to add something into your parlay, maybe take the Raiders money line. They looked great. Yeah, I mean take them. But I mean even then they're kind of expensive. It doesn't even feel right. No, I just, really though there might be a ton of value in just taking the Rams win this game outright. To be real with you, that could be, but I don't see that happen. I don't either. But give me the Rams and the touchdown. The Broncos going into Seattle. Let's see here. They are, oh my God, the Seahawks plus five and a half at home. They really did look like shit. But once again, they're also playing, once again, they have really not much to play for. See, this, this is an overreaction to last week. The, the, the Seahawks look like shit. The Broncos look great. So now the, they're going to give the Broncos fucking five and a half. And I'll still take the Broncos five and a half. Like if I'm going to, yeah, I mean, honestly, like That's a yeah. trap. That's this, a, this, this is the this, reverse trap. Yeah, this is the reverse trap. They want you to think this is one so you avoid it. But no, the Seahawks' uh, second team is just that trash, and the Broncos are really, honestly, a very stacked defense, top to bottom, and they're just—they're one of those teams that just and, kind of—they're not—they're not top heavy. Remember, it's also Terry Bridgewater and what's his face? Who was the quarterback last time? 
Drew Swaggy Lock. Yeah, Drew Lock. Both of them are trying big, to figure out. Big like, cock lock. Those are two good quarterbacks. Like I said, that surprised me to say Drew Lock is a good quarterback, but he's all right. He's a good preseason quarterback. Yeah, he's which, not. All which, which makes I think Broncos a surefire for this one. I would take Broncos minus five and a half, easy. Let's see here, what do we got wrapping up here? We got the Giants and the Browns. I'm not making the same mistake again. I'm Browns not doing it. Dude, give me the goddamn Browns. Give me the Browns. Give me the Browns. Give me the fucking Browns. Giants, the Giants aren't going to score shit. Give me the Browns and give me the under. Give me the Browns and the under. No, 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 no. Don't do that, Chris. Remember last time. the Browns and the Don't under. Don't do the under on this one. I'm telling you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a life advice right now. The Browns are going to burn you on that under. Because the Giants are going to score some bullshit field goal that just pushes them over. Jesus Christ, that would be so true. So don't. All right, but we agree on the Browns. We agree on the Browns. That's the hard one. We'll ride with the Browns. There you go. Niners, Chargers, mini battle of the Bay, if you will. I don't like this Um, game. This one sounds like a terrible. A five-point spread. Jesus Christ. I want to take Chargers, but I don't think Herbert's playing. Like in regular season, I would take Chargers in a heartbeat. Yeah, of course, of course. But with this one going. I want to say Niners. Niners burned me last time. I'm going to stay away from these LA games. These uh, these LA battles. I do not like this. I don't want to touch it. Uh, give me... I, I'm, I'm going to take Chargers plus five for the record, but I'm not touching this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to also ride with the Chargers here on this one too. I just don't see the Niners. That, I mean, they again, This is they're, they're, they're acting off of how it went last week. They're, they're, they're devaluing the Rams and the Chargers because they both played like shit. Give me the Chargers the bounce back. Oh, 49ers played close. They, they lost to the Chiefs. Right. Surprising. Let's but. see here. Last game, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Saints going into oh, the Dome. I Jacksonville plus four. Saints minus four. Both teams burned me last time. We got to run it back with the Jags. They got to run it back with the Jags. We got to run it back. We got to run it back. We got to run it back. We got to run it back with the Jaguars. There's too much for them to prove because, dude, if they fuck this one up, it's going to be tons of media hate. It's going to be the headline on Pat McAfee. But the the same point, if the Saints fuck it up too again, that looks bad on them too. Both teams can't lose. Nah, the Jags need need it, I think, a little bit more. A little bit more. Oh, man. More South is trash. Over I never really say that, but... Look, 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 last chance to change your mind. I got Jags. Fuck it. I'm taking Jags, too. Like, All right, guys. We are riding with the Jaguars. And, guys, that about wraps up the show for this week. Stick with us. Go back. Listen to it. Take your picks. Lock them in. Be smart. Be smart, guys. Get the shit in. Get it early if you like it. Read an article or two to figure out who the fuck is playing. We're whipping our fucking dicks out. We're laying our money down. This is what we do. Thank you for listening to Hammer Time again. Chris and Jacob live in the mix. We're going to be here all season long. Thank you for listening to us in season two. And guys, let's get this bread and we'll see you in the winner's circle. Thank you again.